All right, everybody. It's another episode of Arthritic Bourbon Bikers, and we are on site while we're out doing some touring in Kentucky. Now, here's the thing. I apologize in advance for the wind noise and the fact that we're just gonna run the camera right off a cell phone because that's what we've got with us. I did bring some lab mics, but it just seemed like so much work to rig all that up to bring you another episode. So we are out here on site. We're in the Shelbyville Lake campground. Yeah. We're in a pavilion. This is sort of like the primitive camping area. And yeah, actually not bad. Yeah, there's a Johnny. There's a Johnny on the spot back there. There's the hammock set up. We got another hammock in here. It was like $17 for the night. It's quiet back here. There's hardly anybody. There's like one camper over here not uh, too far from us with some kids, but other than that, it's pretty quiet. So we've been riding through Kentucky. We drove to Louisville. We're on our way to Asheville, but we stopped in Louisville, parked the car at the Walmart, and got on the bikes and started riding. We, re we rode 39.5 mm -hmm. miles yesterday. Tough miles, hills. Through some Heat. wicked, wicked <laughs> hills. Uh, kind of a goat path a little bit, yeah, and made it to uh, this place called Taylorsville State Park where we spent the night, camped there, tried out this hammock that uh, we got on Amazon that the, I was asked to review, and we've been hammock camping, and so one of the challenges that we should talk about with hammock camping, well, there's really a couple of challenges, <laughs> all right. One challenge is... If you don't make reservations, there's a possibility that it could be hard to find campsites yeah, with, trees. with trees, particularly because, for one thing, in, the, in Louisville, there's, a, there's some festivals going on. There's like a music festival this weekend, which we didn't know about, and not all the campgrounds have good trees that you can hammock camp on, and we didn't bring tents. Right. A lot of RV uh, campsites with just concrete pads lots of them with just concrete pads and not a lot of not a lot of trees so keep that in mind if you are going to do hammock camping that you got to be somewhere where you can get trees i mean it was like it was getting you know getting kind of crazy there was one site left in taylorsville state park yep. we came here there was a lot more options here because this is not as busy the other thing is, we talked about this in one of the episodes, that when you're biking where we come from, you don't always have the option for to do a lot of training on hills. Yeah. And so I had a situation yesterday, by the end of that, that I was having leg cramps, trying to drink tons of hydration, and popping ibuprofen, you know, and kind of struggling with the quads, just just really cramping up. Finally, though, we kind of it, it kind of settled down after taking some ibuprofen, which it's a good thing we talk about that and you know it's kind of in our title. <laughs> must pack. Ibuprofen. Yes, must always take an anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. Just chugging lots of water with uh, hydration tablets just to make sure it was an, an electrolyte type deal, and it seemed to get a little better the last three miles. But plus, we kind of got off the goat trail and onto a more reasonable highway. Yeah. It had kind of more. Maybe more gradual grades. They had longer grades, but they weren't nearly as, as steep and dynamic, maybe is the word. Yeah. 
Well, you said, I agree, the observation was that the uh, divided highways tend to really cut through the hills when they're constructing them so that the grades are gradual, smoother, smoother surfaces. So whereas there's a lot of traffic, it tends to be more of a shoulder and it's, and it's just a, it's a more kind hill. Yeah, definitely. Today, how many, do you know how many miles we did today? Like 25 or? Probably something like that. Because I know it was many, five from from the state park to Taylorsville was five miles. How far was it from Taylorsville to, it was, uh, to the distillery? Yeah, it was like, I don't know, 14 maybe? So that's nice. about six or seven to so here, probably, yeah. Probably about 25 miles today. Yep. Not, it was much more reasonable. Still a lot of hills, but more reasonable grades, I'd say. We did stop yesterday and today and did distillery tours. Yep. Uh, really great distilleries. Um, one of them was the Kentucky Artesian. Uh, um, oh, Artisan. Yeah, Kentucky Artisan Distillery. Yeah, and that's the makers of Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson. Uh, they do contract distillation. Right. They do a lot of contract distillation. So they're making Jefferson uh, bourbon right now. Great tour there. In fact, I think that's one of the, I told the guy, it's one of the best tours I've ever seen. I've, I've wow. ever been. This guy named Bob did a great job. Yeah. And then today, we had a good tour today, too. It was a guy named Shane. We went to... Um, Jephthah Creed. Jephthah. Yeah. Jephthah Creed. Jephthah Creed was the name of it. Small distillery, relatively new, started about three or four years ago. But they've got some really interesting stuff. They've built this location that has... We didn't know this when we got there, but we rode into there and went inside, and they had... A bar, they had food that you could buy, they had lots of, you know, products you can, you know, schmott that you can buy, stuff, t-shirts, bourbons and drinks. Mm -hmm. These guys also make a lot of vodka, moonshine, yep. as well as a bourbon. Yep. And it's almost like a venue. There's a wedding, in fact, there's a wedding going on there this evening mm -hmm. that they were setting up for. So they do all kinds of things. So... When you go to some of these places, you can bump into unexpected things. Yeah. So keep some flexibility because it's kind of fun. We thought we would have to be scrounging around for lunch. Right. Yeah. But so we wound up then kind of riding into Shelbyville, and we stopped at McDonald's just to grab a couple cheeseburger-type things to bring with us out to here because we knew out here there probably wouldn't be any food, and we didn't bring a lot of food. That we really didn't. We didn't pack hardly anything. Right few like bars and stuff like that but not actual food items because we figured we would find things along the way so tomorrow the plan is just to kind of ride back towards the car yep get to the car and i'd like to see i don't know if it's sunday if they'll be open but i'd like to see angels envy distillery if it's possible yeah so we might go back to the car and then load up hit the angels envy on the way out of town and then we've got how far was the drive to? It was like five and a half five hours. Five and a half hours to Asheville from here, I think, where we have a conference that we're going to and stuff like that. So, yeah. The one thing about where we're at right now is we can't build a fire yeah. because there's burn restrictions because it's so dry right now. Dry and windy. Yeah. And windy, too. In fact, you're probably hearing all the wind on that thing right now, but... But other than that, we're pretty, we're pretty lean. All we brought was hammocks. Water, a few sleeping bags, sleeping bags, a few food items, uh, change or two of clothes. Yeah, yeah, that's really most of it. Some electronics, you know. Yeah, we've got work, phones and, and yeah, rechargers, and he brought his iPad just in case work items. 
Yep. I have all kinds of gadgetry that I'm, I wound up I'm not going to use. Uh, I brought drone and batteries and too many battery packs. You know how it is. You always bring too much stuff. I think it's a friendly reminder that you can do a lot of things, particularly with modern cell phones now. They are getting to the point where they're taking almost as good a video as, as anything else. The advantage of that being if you pack light, you can pack out some bourbon or some whiskey. Yeah, you bought some, right? Yeah. What would you buy? I mean, it was goat something. Yes. Like it was a whiskey, wasn't a real bourbon, right? Uh, it was from that a, Kentucky artisan. Yeah, yep. it's one of the things they made. Kind of a it had some rye, rye. Yeah, whiskey? it was made with some rye. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we did. We have tasted lots of different things. Mm -hmm. Lots of today was a lot of vodkas, moonshine, and one bourbon. And the one yesterday was lots of different bourbons, and one of them was a. Manhattan pre-mixed. Yeah, it was a Jefferson bottle. Yeah, Jefferson bottle, mm -hmm. pre-mixed Manhattan. Actually, it was pretty good. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. And they talked about you can throw it in the freezer, you can throw it in the fridge, keep it pre-chilled if you want, you can put it over ice. There's lots of options. But anyway, we've had some good drinks. Now today, at the uh, Jep the Creed, you had a couple drinks there. What'd you, what'd you think of those? Oh, those were great. Yeah, I had a... Uh, Gosh, something that was made with walnut bitters. Almost bought a bottle of bitters because of that. Um, that was good. A little, almost a little peppery, a little spicy. Uh, then I had one. They call it a new fashioned. Yeah. Like an old fashioned, but uh, uh, I don't know. These places are innovative. These newer distilleries. Uh, I don't know. They're they're fun. They, they seem like they take pride in kind of experimenting. They had a guy there who was, uh, you know, a trained a trained chef, and he was. He was not only crafting the menu, but I think really working with the people there to come up with innovative drinks. Um, they seem like like that first drink that you got was really flavorful. Like, I mean, a lot there was a lot going on in that drink. Yeah. And um, man, in fact, I thought after tasting it, I told Jerry, I said, you know, I don't, I don't know if I could drink the whole thing because there's just so much going on. What was it called? It's called the Farmer's Refresher. What was in that? It had the Jeff the Creed bourbon, this this mixture called mint and orange shrub, a vermouth, and some walnut bitters. There was a lot was going good. on there. I mean, it really was flavorful. Lots, lots of lighting up the palate. But it was really, uh, you know, what we kind of what you kind of learn when you do some of these bourbon distilleries is you just really learn about the history of bourbon in general. I mean, everybody kind of knows the stats as far as it has to be these certain things to be called a bourbon. But I think the interesting thing is just how much pride people in Kentucky... That's the word, definitely. ...put into yeah. the the craft of making a great bourbon. They, they really take it seriously. Yeah. And a lot of them are trying to use local product, local grains, really trying to keep it, uh, you know, a home product, which is nice. Uh, you know, kudos for that. You know, it's funny, they both, the distillers we've toured also in the last couple of days, are experimenting with things. Like, they both tried making a rum, and they're both pretty open and saying, you know, we're not there yet. Yep, yep. It's just pretty funny. In fact, they'll show you the shelf of the things that have failed. Like, we've tried these different things, and it's just not there yet. We're not there. It's not, you know, ready yet. We tasted some vodkas today that were really good, really good. too. Yeah. The, just the plain vodka that they had there was really smooth. I mean, I was I was impressed by just the plain yeah. vodka. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And they had a lot of flavored vodkas. Some of them, like I tried an apple, and I didn't really care for it, honestly. I thought I would, but then after I tasted it, I was like, man, I don't know. 
but they had blueberry, coffee flavored, all you know, honey, yeah, honey, yeah, all kinds of uh, flavored vodkas and stuff like that. So anyway, the point is, when you get out there, you can find all kinds of things to see and do. I also think that what we learned, particularly for me, because I haven't ridden as much this year, is that. 40 miles of hills is completely different than 40 miles of flats. <laughs> yeah. Like you can ride mm -hmm. 40 miles with, of hills with gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's different than 40 miles of hills with flat or, you know, yeah. uh, 40 miles on flats. And yes, that sounds obvious, right? We know that. And yeah. I knew that too, but boy, yeah. By the end of the day yesterday, I was toast. It was, a, it was a... And it's hot, too. And it's hot. It's 93 today. Um, high, fairly high humidity. There's been breeze. The problem is, is that yesterday we had a headwind, it seemed like, almost all day. Yeah. And yeah. if you ride bikes on tours, you know that there's just some days you just, you're screwed. You're going to get headwinds and stuff like that. And so, you have more gear, more resistance anyway. It's just yeah. kind of a mess. And you know we're we're always sort of refining. We talked about this, you know, while we were riding. You know, you're always trying. To, you're thinking, okay, these are things I, I should have brought that I didn't. These are things that I didn't bring. Wish I would have had. Wish yeah. I had. Things you leave at home next time. We all. I mean, without fail, I always feel like we bring. I bring too much stuff. Yeah, I did too. I, not a whole bunch, but uh, what's funny is I will say, you know, we were talking about the with the sacrifices or the risks of, of hammock camping, but. They're light and easy to pack. And know? fast. Yeah. Putting yeah. them up and taking them down is ridiculously quick. Mm -hmm. It's so much faster than a tent. Yeah, if you've got the space for it. If you can find the space in the trees. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, you know, we have rain flies, but we haven't needed them. Um, rain tarps. Um, we've been able to leave those off. The weather at night has been good. It, last mm -hmm. night it was supposed to be down to 70. I don't think it got that cool. I think it got to, I looked at the temperature, it got down to 72. But still, that's pretty nice. Tonight, I think it's supposed to get a little cooler. I think it's going to be down around 70. So you're right at that borderline of needing a sleeping bag, not needing a sleeping mm -hmm. bag, kind of covering up every now and then, different things. But hammock camping, this is my first experience, hammock camping. It's really pretty comfortable. The It's completely different than laying on the ground, just from the perspective of... Um, you're, you're kind of cradled in there, and... You, what you have to figure out, though, and I'm still working on this, is figure out how to turn. Because I'm a side sleeper. Yeah. If you're almost confined to a back sleeping position, which is not for everybody. Yeah. You can kind of do some crazy things, though, is you can kind of get in there in an angle. Because almost all of these hammocks are pretty wide. Mm -hmm. And I'm testing this Outdoor Hills uh, hammock out, which is really ridiculously cheap. Uh, we were talking about this. It's $70 for everything. You get, the bug the, net you get the bug net, you get the hammock, you get the, the rain fly tarp, all of the stakes. The one thing it doesn't come with is any instructions, <laughs> which fortunately Jerry had a little bit of experience putting up hammocks. But even, even today we learned an easier way to get them up even faster. Yeah, with some um, adjustability. Yeah, they've all got these, these straps that have, uh, what do they call them, slap straps? Yeah, I think so. The Some loops kind of sewn into them. They've got loops sewn into them, basically, yeah. So you put the strap around whatever, and you've got carabiners, and you hook them. And, but they are pretty comfortable, I have to say. I mean, I was yeah, I was reasonably impressed with the comfort that we got out of, uh, that I got out of sleeping in them. I never sleep as well at a campground. We had, we had a, a whole troop of Boy Scouts last night. 
blowing a horn or something before blowing bed. Before bizarre. bed, yeah, it was kind of noisy. A lot of people around us. I think it's going to be quieter here tonight, hopefully. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't terrible though. I mean, we did have good close access to to a bathroom that had showers. <clears throat> yeah, that was and a welcome surprise. Here Warm they, shower. Yeah, they actually have a bathroom here with showers too. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know how good the shower is. It is a little bit of a distance from here. You might have to bike up there to get to it. Point is, is that most of these campgrounds have decent, decent facilities. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you can really do it pretty pretty reasonably. I mean, what was that last night? Twenty bucks or? That can't I think it was twenty two fifty something like that. Depending yeah. on if it's a local park, state park, here in Kentucky, it's anywhere from fifteen to twenty five dollars probably be the average. Mm -hmm. uh, but you do need to plan for lots of water, mm -hmm. particularly on days like today where it's hot. Yeah. I mean, I think I've been through three or four bottles of water today. We probably did a better job today of taking breaks too. Yeah, definitely. We weren't. We knew we didn't have to go very far very fast, and I think it was a little more relaxed. We yeah. knew that nothing was going to be as difficult as yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we, so. we knew we weren't going to take any goat paths, yeah. and we knew that it'd be a little bit easier regardless and less miles, and so that made it more enjoyable, I think. And So anyway, we just wanted to kind of do a quick podcast on site, yeah. say that, hey, we're out here, we're riding, we're having a good time. We haven't had any mechanical, real mechanical failures of any kind. No. Or always kind of tweaking things a little bit, kind of adjusting your setup, you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, learning some more uh, tactics for biking on narrow roads. You know, it's always, it's always a little unnerving. Uh, drivers, I think, are pretty courteous out here. I think so overall. Today we were on a pretty busy road for a little ways, uh, Highway 55, and is there was a lot of traffic on it, and mm -hmm. we're talking about two lane highway. You can imagine hills and curves no shoulder and that's probably some of the most dangerous riding you can do and not only no shoulder but you know within a foot of the edge of the road is the rumble strip so you're kind of confined to like this much or you got to be in the, On lane. the other side of the rumble so, strip which i think is really bad for for cycling but mm -hmm. we needed that we needed to take that road today yeah um, and everybody was very courteous and patient there were times we would pull off if we were climbing a grade or whatever we pull off in a driveway and let people go let by, people go, yeah. take a break for a minute, wait till it kind of cleared off and get back in it again. You know, you just have to kind of be courteous too. But at some point, you just got to keep pedaling, you know. Yeah, just got to make it up the hill. Uh, make it up the hill to the other side. And then you get, you know, with every uphill, there's always the downhill on the other side. There's where you make yeah. up your time, get to coast, get to rest, yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah. anyway, it's been it's been a good time, though. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm interested to see tonight... It cools down a little bit more, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. I'm going to show you guys our setups. Give you a closer view. Yank you around a little bit. So you've seen the bikes. I mean, this is, we've got the Arkells we use a lot. I've got this tail rider bag, frame bag, bead bags, and then this Ortley little accessory bag on the front. We're drying some clothes. These are those slap straps we were talking about, where these just hook into there. You got the hammock. This kind of holds it out a little bit. I don't know, not I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm using it because that's the way it comes. Bug net that zips in. Just threw the bag in there a little bit ago. But you can see how these work. They just these are these have loops sewn in throughout here. 
and then you just put it around a tree, man. And that's pretty much it. And Jerry's running a an Inu, which is a very familiar brand if you're into hammocks. This is a double though, right? Double what? Yeah. This is a double. He's got his bag laying in there, the bug net set up. And this one, you just pull it back and sort of covers you up. It's like a sleeve. Yeah. Yep, and then you can tighten it up on the ends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it has the same kind of stuff. These really cool straps that allow you to attach and adjust depending on how much length you need. So originally, he was gonna string it up over here by this tree, but it was just too much distance from there to there to make it work, so we did it in here. And of course, that's just a Fargo. So he's running these same, we've talked about all these bags, but the Arkells, the, the Fabio's chest on the front, feed bags, phone holder, crazy bars. Got this little Bontrager. All the goods. Some food in there if you need it. Yep. Put the anything cages on there this time, yeah. right? We added those on. You've had those for a while, but you didn't have them on this bike. And then just using some, some different dry bags. Because yeah. you know what you can put on that thing? You put a little bottle of Billy Goat Strut. Oh, you can carry your bourbon that you picked up. <laughs> Got the cook kits that we use. If you guys haven't seen that, there's a video out there from a year or two ago about these cook kits that have been awesome, actually. Yeah. Anyway, that's it guys. We just wanted to say thanks for following along. We're gonna call it a wrap. We're gonna upload this right now, straight from the campground. No editing, no sound work. Apologize for the wind if it's bad. Too, too bad, I guess. I can't, can't do much about it here. Anyway, last, last words of advice? Get out there, put your butt on a bike. Get out there and ride. That's the advice, yep, do it. Thanks for watching, see you again soon.